big moves. Big big moves are happening. Are they? Uh, big big yeah. moves. Yeah. More more people saying it. That <laughs> uh, everyone's moving. Ah, big. okay. Big big big, big moves. Big moves. Yeah. Okay. Lots of things happening. Wow. We're gonna watch it closely. Okay. Huge. Watch watch the space. Huge. Really big. This might be our best intro yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want you want to do that uh, again? No, I'm keeping it. No. Right. <laughs> oh man, how's it going, fellas? Uh, it's officially cold now. Yeah, it's it's, it's like 45 degrees out today. Yeah, uh, but, but it's I mean, lo- like, it's balmy. It's lovely. It's... Yeah, but I mean, like now it's like there's no days where like you go out and like, oh wow, it's 70 today. Like that's not happening anymore. I don't think. I think yeah, we're now but like solidly. Yesterday and... it got up to like almost 60. It was pretty toasty around 2 p.m. in the sun. It was yeah. nice. It was very sunny. I went outside yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, I'm not complaining by any means. I had a gr- great day with them airsofting. It was it was lovely. Good. Good. Shot many children. It was. That's good times were had by all. Again, you have to stop saying that you're shooting children on the because you know they scrape for specific words. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. I, the... I'm going to the podcast gulag for sure. <laughs> no, uh, there, yesterday there was like an actual like child, child like he couldn't have been older than like nine. And like the gun was bigger than he was, <laughs> and, I, and you just lit him up. Yeah, did you let him up? No, no. He, I don't think he left spawn. I think he was just like freaked out. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. Yeah, yeah. That seems a little, a little young. A little that. young. I don't know. You I know guess what? like laser Start him young like, though. Yeah, it's, I mean, that like kids. That kid's in in for a, a very bleak future. So it's, yeah. it's, he's just yeah. in training for the water wars. Yeah, yeah. We got we got to get these child <laughs> soldiers ready and willing. <laughs> Uh, desensitize them from looking down the barrel of a gun. Uh, so, what else is killing us today? There's um, what do we, do we want to start with this New York Times article about pedestrian deaths? Sure, Since yeah. We're already talking about children dying. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Let's yeah. Do it. So, uh, the New York Times had it, um, it's really you know, it's the only way that they can understand that there's a problem is that uh, State Department officials are dying. <laughs> Um, it's the only way they can really register that something's wrong is is that someone hurt someone in the State Department. Uh, so now it's really serious. Well, they truly I, are alarmed that uh, that more State Department uh, employees are dying it, like at home on the streets than yeah. they are overseas. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, very I mean, funny. Yeah, but 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 it is true that like more diplomats, more people in the in the State Department have died. In like the roads around Washington D.C. as like bicyclists than overseas, like in the last couple of years, this is which is crazy. Wow, I mean, is diplomat a particularly dangerous job though? I mean, I, I, like you, you get Benghazied, you know, you can. <laughs> yeah, no, that did happen. Uh, uh, yeah, and I, I said in the last couple of years, it's been this year. So uh, from the article, uh, uh, this. The um the the person that that opens the story that that died getting hit by a a, a semi truck a semi truck um uh says like that is more foreign service officers killed by vehicles at home than have died overseas this year. Um, Man, people are worried about Havana syndrome, right? Yeah, and like meanwhile, the real killer of all of these spooks getting hit by an SUV syndrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor, poor uh, uh, civic engineering. Yeah, yeah. So the, I, so I mean, the, like the so the title of this article is the exceptionally American problem of rising roadway deaths, 
And it is, um, they, they show very convincing charts that show that this is a, uh, it, I mean, I guess it's uniquely American, but it, it's also um, equally Switzerland's problem and 3% lower Ireland's problem. Uh, when we uh, so that's um what i'm talking about here is the, the change in road deaths during the pandemic ah uh those three countries the united states switzerland and ireland uh went up uh five percent and two percent for ireland and then it went down for every other like uh um like uh oecd nation right which is what liberal organ uh news outlets like to you know OECD, yeah, yeah, the yeah Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development uh, is uh, a list of basically the wealthy countries that control the planet. Ah, okay, I see. Uh, All right. right, so it's like it's most Those who are down with the sickness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's mostly uh, European countries, but then that like mix Mexico, Chile is in there. The Coalition of the Willing. Yeah, <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Uh, that I think I listed. Ju- yeah, though that is all of in Canada are the in Australia are the countries that are not in Europe. Uh, I guess there's Israel, Poland, New Zealand, Norway. Yeah, so yeah, all all the countries that you that are are, are generally developed considered nations, to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah those developed nations. Um, in 2021, nearly or as Bernie Sanders would say, major countries, major countries, <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> These are the the major countries with health insurance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so in all these, like, like for like, just some numbers here. Italy at the bottom, negative twenty seven percent. Right. So, uh, uh, change in road deaths. So twenty seven percent less road deaths over the pandemic. Say what you want about Georgia Marconi, but at least the road deaths are going down. (laughs) UK, 17%. Netherlands, 6%. France, 23%, right? So it's like, it got better all uh, around there, but here it got worse. And the reason that they, that they, um, that they put forward here is, you know, there's, there's a couple of things. One is that our cars are getting bigger still. Yeah, we just keep making bigger cars. Yeah, and that those cars—it's uh, not just like the size or the weight of the car. It's a lot of it is the fact that you just make these like huge fucking front ends that you can't see over. That you can just like plow into someone and not even notice. Well, not only that, but like if you get hit with one of those, yeah, it's a lot worse than getting hit with like a fucking you know Honda Civic. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's it's a lot of mass. It's a lot of like steel. Yeah. running into you basically yeah, yeah if, if, if if the car can hit your chest right if that if that whole car front go, comes up to your chest there's a 50 percent chance of it killing you if it is above 35 miles an hour yeah wow. it's, it's a 50 50 shot that you are dead wow uh, imagine getting dragged under the car yeah, which happens sure. a lot yeah, like, yeah yeah but basically if it, if it can like cover your entire chest like the whole like core of your body right a that mass going 35 miles an hour is ba- that's why like here in troy mm-hmm. and in mo- in a lot of cities in the northeast the city speed limit is 35 miles an hour that that doesn't come from nowhere because we like to give you a 50 50 shot yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah. you know and but in but pretty much everywhere else that isn't like a core like a, a dense city the way that speed limits are set is is pretty fucking stupid this <laughs> Uh, the, the the traffic engineering goes basically uh someone stands out there with a the radar gun and they look at the prevailing uh speed that that's the uh that goes on out there right and then uh they take um 
the bottom 80%, and that's the speed limit. <laughs> They're like, all right, we need to trim this by 20%. Yeah, yeah. So, like, 20%. So, they just oh, assume God. 20% of drivers are going to speed. Are, 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 are speeders. That's like letting yeah. kindergartners pick the lunch menu. Like, yeah. why the fuck are drivers the one who get to determine the speed limit? I can't think of a worse population yeah, yeah. to decide what yeah. the speed limit on a road should be. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. It, What's wrong with kindergartners picking their own lunch? Chicken fingers are amazing. That's not what they would pick, though. No. They would pick chicken fingers, but they would mostly pick, like, candy and chocolate milk oh, yeah. and I candy. Guess, yeah. That's what I would have picked and as bombs. a kindergartner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so like... Boogers. Yeah, right. <laughs> Play-Doh. Play-Doh, yeah. Glue sticks. Yeah, wh- wh- whatever she has. Yeah, all right. Yeah, um, uh, so, like, there's this... So Right, so that's all stupid. But then also, like, speed limits don't actually... I don't really... Like, they, they don't matter to the extent that, like, I don't know, you want to fine people for going too fast. Mm. But a posted speed limit isn't going to, like, change... Uh, people's speed dramatically. What changes it is design of the street, mm. uh, right. of the roadway. Or one of those little things with the giant seven-segment LED displays of your speed. Right. That, like, yes. flash Too when fast. you're... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, yeah. those have an effect on me. <laughs> the, the, those do. The, the, those will impact people. Where he's, like, seeing stuff like... Ex- because the, the thing that changes people's speed is, like, exterior signals... That you're going uncomfortably fast. Yeah. Or and, speed bumps. Yeah. If they yeah, don't want to fuck their car up. Yeah. Or or you could physically fuck up someone's car with, with, with something like that. But usually with those those speed bumps, the, uh, people get back up to speed really fast <laughs> is the problem. So, like, speed bumps. Yeah, because they're all pissed off because yeah. they just had to hit a speed bump. Yeah. So, speed... Or, or like, uh, you, uh, you know the... Um, uh, Chris, you, you're, you're too... You might be too far away for this, but there are these two gigantic speed bumps... Um, in the uh, the the this um, uh, parking lot by the the Husik Beverage Center, real heads in Troy will know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. speed limit speed yeah. bumps? Those are a bitch. And they're they're so they're so tall, and there's two of them right after each other. That if there is ever like enough like blank spots in the oh, you just go around. Them. Yeah, everyone just like speeds <laughs> like careens across a parking lot. <laughs> Uh, to get around them, which is why spe- speed bumps and those sorts of in- engineered solutions are generally not. Those speed bumps uh, a big are especially hard. Anyway. They, they, they are, should have just bad. made regular speed bumps yeah. and people would actually use that part and slow down. Instead, yeah. they made these fucking like Grand Teton speed bumps. Yeah, the only thing you can do to really close up and like slow traffic down is like you know plant street trees really close to the street make sure the lanes are narrow right all these things that make it uncomfortable to go fast that's Mm -hmm. the only thing that's going to do it which brings us to like the other thing that i personally and Brittany has also espoused this uh we've talked about this a lot chris i don't know how you stand on this we're about to find out is that cars are just too easy to drive yeah (laughs) they're just the uh, the the it started with automatic transmissions yep. and just got worse yeah because yeah, like i i learned to drive and i drove for the first like six or seven years of my driving life a 2001 honda civic that was a manual transmission mm-hmm. and it felt like driving in um you know like those coin operated machines where like a little plastic shell comes out and it has like a sticky hand or something that yes. you can like it felt those. like driving one of those <laughs> Like it was the separation between inside the car and outside the car felt very uh, tenuous at best. Mm -hmm. And I really felt in touch with the car and with the environment outside the car. Then when I started, when I, that car, uh, sadly, um, 
you know, another one bites the dust. I started driving David's Yaris and I felt when I first started driving an automatic transmission. You were in a little spaceship. I felt, well, I felt like kind of out of control. I felt like I didn't have, I wasn't in touch with the car. I wasn't like feeling the, you know, the the transmission. It was like drive by wire. Um, kind of, yeah, yeah. And then when we got our Subaru, mm-hmm. that's when the disconnect between me inside the car and the outside world really started to set in. Because mm. it felt very almost like sealed in. I don't mm-hmm. really know how else to describe it other than it just felt like it was a more... Like hermetically sealed. Yeah, and it was just like sturdier. I don't know. Yeah. And then we had to get work done on the car. So Subaru gave us the loaner. It was the Crosstrek. And it was yeah. like the highest, you know, it was like the bells and whistles version of the Crosstrek. Mm-hmm. And that felt like being in a spaceship. That yeah. felt like complete and utter separation from the outside world. Like good suspension. Really good suspension. Just everything's steering. like thick, you know? Yeah. 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 And they, they make the, the, the cabin like really sealed up. So like all the road noise, like the yeah, road noise is very, anything. very minimal. Yeah. And there's also, you know, all those uh, sensors that like do like, ooh, lane assist and like, uh, yeah. or like uh, that like cruise control that also has like LIDAR in front. So it'll like keep, keep the right it, spacing, keep the right everything. spacing in the car in front of you. Right. Like all that stuff. Yeah. Super convenient. Very nice, plush, you know, like I'm listening to my pod. Yeah. You know, you're listening to us and nothing else <laughs> in the in the car, right? Not the it's, children screaming yeah. and running under your bumper. Right. You can't yeah. even hear them. Yeah. <laughs> just like all of those things is just like, yeah, it does make the driving experience more pleasant. And mm. and as the uh um commute time of Americans continues to go up, mm-hmm. it's at like twenty five minutes now on average one way. Mm. Right. So like People are spending uh, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, 50, 50 minutes a day, right? Like in their car, going to a place that they don't really want to go in the first place, right? It was like, so, of course, like car manufacturers are going to respond by doing the things that their customers want. Yeah. yeah. Right. But what their customers want, aka drivers, which is, you know, me too, right? I'm not, you know, right? Is that, um, it isn't the same as what makes everyone safer and happier, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yeah. which is uh, a, a built environment that prioritizes the safety of people over the speed of cars. Yeah. Right. This is a very old, like new urbanist memes for transit oriented teens sort of like <laughs> argument. Right. Um, and how many times do we hear people, people driving around massive fucking trucks, yep. people who have never bought a two by four in their life <laughs> who have yeah, just yeah. like huge fucking pickup trucks yeah. they feel safer yeah yeah it, not they are safer yeah. they feel they safer. feel safer it's definitely an arms race yeah um and it, yeah it, it's it is bizarre um you know maybe it has something to do with the uh fact that penises are getting smaller in america that could, that could be a tip. and so yeah. there's like a inverse correlation going on there um but i heard a lot of girls actually really like big trucks yeah like they don't mind at all if, it's... <laughs> if your truck is really big yeah it's fine yeah like it... they, that's not even important to them yeah. it's more about whether or not your truck is funny yeah actually <laughs> girls well, care way more about that yeah if you can drive it really well it's yeah. fine but like I, I i think i've advocated on this show before that i think that like the direction we should be going is in the opposite which is to say like i'm somebody who uh, you know rides a bicycle i'm very much just out in the elements and and uh, very, you know, conscious of the fact that I could die at any moment because I've been hit by four cars and, you know, God forbid, uh, hopefully not a, a fourth one. Um, or, yeah, sorry. not these days. They're fucking 
the huge. fifth one yeah. bad. Yeah, they're really bad. Um, and uh, I, I've always thought that the way that uh, electric cars should have gone is to lighten the overall load so that you could carry a minimum of battery with like the maximum of like zippiness. Yeah, yeah. So like your acceleration, it would be really good and you could actually like lower the car really down low and everybody would have like close to like one of those like T-Rexes or whatever, right. like with the, the, the tadpole configuration, the two wheels in the front, one in the back, because those are like super aero and they're also like you know, it, it gets you closer and closer to that go-kart feeling where right. like you're hugging the road and stuff like that. And that sounds cool as shit. And you could probably <laughs> have that kind of car like cost less than $10,000 because it would be so much less car. And it would also probably have like a zero to 60, like faster than a Tesla. Um, but it would have the downside of definitely going to die if you get hit by one of these massive fucking SUVs or trucks. Right. Not only yeah. that, but it's hard to drive next to those cars the smaller yeah. you are. Yeah, like, exactly. you just, yeah. you can't see as well. Yeah. You, it's just difficult to drive around them. Yeah. We be, we need a Mario Kartification of the <laughs> American roadway. <laughs> Rainbow roads in every city. Yeah. yeah no, th- th- see, and, and this, th- this problem of, like, cars getting bigger, people dying more... Is it's just like it's the perfect problem for Americans to never solve because (laughs) because it is a collective problem. problem. It's a collective problem in which my comfort is inversely proportional to everyone else's safety. Yeah, when that happens, Americans will not do anything. We will never ever solve that problem without someone like actively and directly like making a a law that says you just can't have this anymore yeah we need brandon to take the l on this yeah we need we need a federal imposition on the size and height of vehicles yeah yeah when covid hit we should have all known based on our treatment of automobiles over the last hundred years in this country that nothing was going to be done about that there was not going to be any robust enforced public health you know, program uh, that could last because we decided that tens of thousands of people dying every year from cars was just okay. 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 Yeah, it's acceptable. Just, it's an acceptable risk. Yeah. And now, you know, it'll be the same because people don't feel like not going to restaurants. <laughs> and, and, and again, you know, like it's not as bad as the COVID numbers uh, of deaths even this year, but it's still 42,000 people dead of cars that's a lot this year right it's, yeah and, and it's and it's just like assumed normal that's just yeah. normal and we've had that about that many people die every year since the car was invented since the great gatsby yeah yeah <laughs> and like ca- cars have gotten safer and then we drive them more and so the number just stays about the same yeah just forever it's just between 30 and forty-five thousand people just dead every single year from cars and it, and yeah it's, it's just like it's yeah, it, it it's just one of those things where you're never going to solve it because it requires people to like not be as comfortable in their car and it it means you can't have something, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't have the 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 F350 truck, right? Yeah. Is if unless you need it, unless unless it, there is a need for to carry a big fucking thing yeah like a commercial license yeah 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 there should be a commercial license for for something that big yeah you know but it's just not and like i mean like my my dad drives well he doesn't anymore because he has cataracts but like like they like my parents drive a giant f-350 truck everywhere they don't need to they're not carrying anything same with mine just for swag yeah they feel safer 
Yeah. No, well, that's and what... it's convenient because once in a while, you might they want... do need to move something yeah. big. Yeah. yeah. And, so just and have the one. What do you want me to rent a truck from Lowe's? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. That is that is uh, I, I have rights yeah. in yeah. this country. Right. Yeah. So, but, but like that's the thing, right? It's another one. Another reason why we'll never solve this problem. Why it's a uniquely American problem that never gets solved is all the cities with the worst fatalities mm-hmm. are in the Sun Belt. Right, like Florida, Atlanta, New Mexico is also now the, the most old drivers. Yeah, it's also as the worst. Yeah. yeah, but New Mexico is now the uh, over uh, superseded. Florida is the, the the most dangerous state for pedestrians. Congrats! Um, all of those states are getting worse, not better. Yeah, uh, and it is be- and and it and it is like we said, an arms race, right? Because the places where pedestrians are dying the most are places where people get bigger and bigger cars, not because they necessarily want to mow down protesters. Although, although there is that. <laughs> although, yeah, although a lot of people that. want to do that uh, and openly talk about that. But it's also because um, they that in that environment, which I have felt personally, right? Like, you want the biggest car you can feel comfortable driving because everyone is driving, like, fucking insane on eight-lane yeah. highways. Yeah. So, like, you want to feel safer also. Right. And you and so you act rationally by getting the thing that will keep you safe in this really, really dangerous environment that we've built for ourselves. And it's like, do you want your kid in the backseat to be safe or do you want some stranger's kid to be safe? That's like in the crosswalk, because this is also another this is also a class issue, right, where the, uh, the people most likely to die as a pedestrian are um, uh, actually Native Americans. Poor Native Americans, which is why New Mexico, big uh, pedestrian fatality. No shit. Price. Yeah. Huh. It, 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 it is um, uh, Native Americans far, far, far and away. And then um, and then uh, uh, African Americans, Hispanics, white, and, and then white people. And it's in its class. It's all class. And it has a lot to do with rural poverty. Because yep. you're walking along the side of the road. And yep. some, some like, you know, drunk congressman fucking careens into you and then and keeps going. Yeah. Right? And I imagine the disabled also have a disproportionately yeah. higher hit rate. I yeah. mean, like, especially with all of the, um, like, I, I around here, like, I see, you know, more wheelchairs in the road than on the sidewalks. Just because, because we don't care, abysmal, take care of the sidewalks. Uh, state of the sidewalks yeah. and that's just part of just living in the northeast where we get the freeze thaw cycle and like sidewalks are really expensive to constantly be fixing and, and remaking once they get all cracked up yeah. uh, as well as the street trees which is to say that the street trees are are uh, sometimes not very well planned right. and they put ones with like really big disruptive big root fucking systems. roots yeah. <laughs> yeah and so like that becomes a, a problem and um, not to mention all the places in the city where there are no sidewalks yeah which are most often the poorest neighborhoods yep. where people are the most likely to have to walk or bike to get to where they're going yeah. there's somebody something like a, a, a death every year on who's street on average yeah or yeah. Like that. yeah um and like it's typically just trying to cross like this five lane highway in the middle of a fucking yeah. city but there's full also, of businesses um called there's the also a lot of idiocy that i like when we were coming here there were there were people riding bicycles on the sidewalk mm-hmm. against traffic yeah that's risky as hell yeah like i like i had already pulled out and i was trying to turn into mm-hmm. traffic but like you know, when you pull up to a stop like that, you look both ways. You don't see anybody. Now, all of a sudden, like right on me, are bicyclists yeah. going against traffic 
On the sidewalk. On the sidewalk. Yeah, that's really risky. I it's mean, very you know, dangerous. In one way, I sort of don't blame them because the roads are terrifying. But on the other Absolutely. hand, like, it, you know, contrary to what you might think, riding on the sidewalk is the most dangerous thing as a cyclist because, like, people are going to pull right through it like to get to the road uh driveways you then have dogs on leashes that are going to go left when the the owner walker goes right and then you go in the middle like basically sidewalks are like the most dangerous place to be as a bicyclist but that doesn't stop cops from telling you to go on the sidewalk like all the time yeah like yeah. i i get people like you know as a cyclist i it, it i don't know if other people on who, who are listening to this have spent any time like riding in a city but people drivers tell you how to ride a bike incorrectly all the time all the time yeah you can't stop it like while you, while they're parked in the bike lane <laughs> yeah like they're you, you Basically, like, you know, it's a numbers game, right? Like, most people are fine. There's a lot of assholes out there, but, like, you know, most people are fine. But then you, you know, pass slash get passed by, like, hundreds and hundreds of cars on your just weekly riding around town, getting, you know, doing your errands, getting to work and back and everything. And, like, you're going to have, like, five to ten, for at least the amount of riding I do, total assholes every week like without fail like yeah. there's gonna be people who throw shit at you there's gonna be people who cuss you out people who tell you to get off the road and onto the sidewalk people who just like honk at you for no reason like as they're passing you with no additional space just to freak you out like basically <laughs> yeah like drivers it, 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 it's one of those things it's just like you you roll the numbers uh, uh, the dice enough and the the bell curve is well represented and like you just get people being crazy to you like, yeah I, you know I and think, one of those people might kill you yeah right? like like sure, especially that they do kills them. you yeah yeah <laughs> oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so I, I, we can probably close this out out with um a quote from karen whitaker deputy executive director at the league of american bicyclists we know what the problem is we know what the solution is we just don't have the political will to do it yep and also evergreen our, quote yeah <laughs> yeah yeah for yeah again there was so many things in this country yeah. and, and rest in power to my buddy john lynch who who passed away last year um and was an avid uh, cyclist as well as a volunteer at troy bike rescue which is where i met him um and uh just a really awesome guy who uh met an unfortunate and uh untimely uh end at the uh the wheels of a big truck yeah so. it's terrible yeah you know, one other thing that I do want to say, though, is that, like, people are just becoming worse drivers. They're yeah. not they're not staying in their own lane. I, I'm watching people who have, you know, 20 years on me not remember to yield to the right at a four-way intersection. Like, wow. that is basic driver's ed shit that yeah. you learn at the age of 16 yeah. in school. Yeah. Is to yield to the right at a four at a four way stop, mm -hmm. and I'm watching boomers who I know for a fucking fact learned that in their youth not do that anymore. It is weird. People are just worse drivers. They're just yeah. w driving worse. Yeah, well, that, like, that, they're COVID driving worse in parking there. lots. People are like coming out, ripping out of parking parking lot spaces. You know, what I mean, it's just it really is. It, it's like total bedlam out there. Uh, and I, I don't. And I, part of it, I do think, is because they feel safer in their cars. Mm -hmm. But another part of it is just like. That's like every I noticed that in the fucking grocery store, the way that people park their cart in an aisle, people are just they don't give a fuck about others anymore. Yeah, there's like, I feel I feel like old man yells at Sky like, no, I think I think you're you're right on right now. I think that there's a collective sense that we're at the end of something like I think that there's a, a real dis, um, it, it, you know, 
like disengagement or like um disinvestment from like being courteous to one another that I see represented in a whole myriad of ways. Yeah. Like, you know, just whether it's the amount of like windblown trash that I see or the amount like, you know, with the, the pandemic and everything, there were less cars on the road because more people were sheltering in place slash working from home, et cetera. Yet <laughs> the fucking fatalities went up. Well, it's like, probably because the people who were still on the roads are bigger assholes than the rest of us. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, or just well, dealing with the collective loss of a million people. Like, you know, that, that's that got to factor in, right? Well, it, a lot of it is because um, there are fewer cars on the road. So, the people that are left go faster. And then, and if you're going faster, you're more likely to kill whoever you hit. Yeah. that yeah. That is kind of like the reason that... that that happened Did because guess- we built all these roads with no safety checks so like even so the, the only safety check was the traffic and so when you get rid of the traffic people just drive a, t- a lot faster while there's also like no enforcement whatsoever yeah. of the of the traffic uh, laws and so yeah a lot of people got do you guys got, see got that it. article that was going around i think it was like in the san francisco chronicle about like the like socialite that like killed two kids with her mercedes like and it was like God, no. it was almost like apologia for her like as in she like, was going through some stuff yeah oh did she yeah. have a what what was it called a, pr- a Mercedes. Pr- no, the affluenza. Affluenza. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think. Poor it, thing. It, yeah. Poor yeah. thing. That's awful. What's next? What's next on the docket, fellas? Uh, what do we, what 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 horrors await us <laughs> now? So the, the, this one's um, uh, um, it's worth talking about not only because of the content, but the way it is delivered. This comes to us. Oh my god, this is the week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. By uh, uh, WIBX 950 AM Talk Radio. Also has a website with um, uh, some great text stories. Some stories written in text. I'm going to shut up. I'm I'm infected by this story by talking the way that this thing is written. (laughs) Yeah, you really are. All right, so title. New York has $750 million of marijuana no one can buy or sell. A common question among cannabis consumers is, where's the weed? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I read that this morning, and I I, I read it to David, very deadpan. That was a fun fun way to start the day. Yeah, it's it's clear that this is at least um, written with the assistance of some sort of algorithm that feeds (laughs) it. Yes, yeah. Like, um, uh, like bits, and then like there's like a, a human that fills in like the transition sentences or yeah. something. It very much feels like an AI listened to AM radio yeah. and then wrote this. Yeah, well, it might be like the most asked uh, question by stoners of Siri. Yeah, where's you know? the weed? Where's the weed? <laughs> hey Siri, where's the weed? Where's the weed? No, Is not it... you, Siri. Oh yeah. my god, you gotta oh, be kidding gosh. me. Jesus. <laughs> oh gosh. So, yeah. Always there, always listening. <laughs> so the the new where's the beef? <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. I turned off that on my phone. That's a little unsettling. Mm. All right. Anyway, uh, so there's 750 million dollars worth of legal adult use recreational cannabis that's just sort of hanging out in uh, like storage rooms because. Uh, we, and by the way, that that translates to 300 thousand pounds. 
Jesus. Jesus. That's so like nearly a billion dollars left on the table. S- sitting well, it said 700 and something. 750 million. million. Yeah. yeah three crazy. quarters of a billion yeah. dollars. I did. It was, okay. Okay. It's legal to grow. Yes. But not legal to sell or buy. Right. Yep. That's what's the fucking well, point so, of that. Well, so the idea was that this they is to would, give them a head start on the industry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you'd open up all these stores and have nothing to sell. Right. right. So you want to phase it so that it, yeah. So you, first you make it legal to, to, to grow and then it'll all be cured yeah. and ready for these stores that will open. Yeah. But then what happened was that the state keeps getting sued, which delays the implementation. And that's because they're, the state is trying to favor uh, people most disenfranchised by prohibition mm-hmm. who yeah. live in New York State mm-hmm. to get these licenses. <laughs> but these, but these uh, outer, out-of-state individuals and, and organizations, LLCs, say that that's a violation of the Interstate Commerce Clause of the Constitution. to favor yeah. New Yorkers. Yeah, Michigan-based uh, Verisite NY1, more like Parasite, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, filed the lawsuit to stop the Office of Cannabis Management from issuing conditional adult-use retail dispensary licenses, which is the Coward... Coward licenses? C-A-U-R-D. Ca- card. Card. Coward. Uh, in the region. And Verisite claims that the office... Um, their license application program violates the Constitution since it doesn't allow out-of-state operators to initially apply, which is ridiculous. That's I don't I don't know. That makes no fucking sense. This to is me. like the judges somebody... suing the Biden administration over student debt relief. Yeah, just like it's... you know, it's like no, people can't have nice things. You can't do something right. You know, like you can't like you know try to make amends for having a fucking like unreasonable war on drugs that affected mostly people of color for like the last you know. Well, no, what this guy says is that he has a past. A cannabis conviction, but he's and from that's why state. he should. But he's from Michigan, and the cannabis committee. Well, fuck cannabis, <laughs> Well, and that's that's my thing. Is like, yeah. why the fuck would New York State not have the right? Look, this isn't about them denying uh, anybody from doing business in New York State. This yeah. is about a very specific licensure for a controlled substance yep. that the state should have the complete power to grant that to anybody that they Plus, want. It's legal in Michigan. Go fucking grow in Michigan. Hey, we're growing here. (laughs) Also, or or when this law was first put out, where they put all those stipulations in, move to fucking New York to do it. Don't stay in in Michigan and be like, oh man, they'll eventually let me do it. They're like, why won't you let me do this in Michigan? It's like that. Fuck you. Just fuck you. Well, he's like, well, he's like, the problem here is that this is this is being legalized state by state, and every company wants to be a national chain. Because that's where the real money is, yeah. is a national, like, institution. And no one wants uh, no one wants to be, like, just like the big fish in a statewide pond. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so every single company that, ha- that has enough money or connections to a federal judge is going to try this. Yeah, everybody wants to be the Tesla weed. Yeah. No, no, nobody wants to be the, um, the, the Kia. Nobody <laughs> wants to be the, um, I don't know. Volkswagen. Yeah. This is why everybody needs. Volkswagen to start. is the largest <laughs> ma- car manufacturer like, in the world. Yet they're like oh, worth yeah. like a tenth of Tesla. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. This is why everybody needs to start buying the generic brand in-house weed that your distribution center is selling. Yeah, because you're sticking it to the man. Mm-hmm. You're buying, you know, a uh, uh, 
like the Shoprite uh, seltzer brand, which is mm-hmm. very good. If you haven't, bowl, bowl, bowl and basket, basket is yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. You, um, use, use offer code Ironweed for zero percent <laughs> off bowl and basket seltzers. It will not work. It will not work. But their cherry vanilla is extremely good. Um, but no, I, like it, it really the 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 national conglomerate model of cannabis which is obviously hurtling towards us at the speed of light is uh, very concerning to me yeah agreed and And the in-house stuff is just as good just get the in-house stuff i mean honestly like just support the legacy market the only reason (laughs) i'm upset about this at all is that i'm really excited to be a uh, home grower and i'm you know for the amount of local politicians and cops i piss off on this show uh i'm not willing to do that until yeah. it's like totally <laughs> legal which is 18 months after the first legal dispensary opens and so you know like basically i'm just waiting for that to begin uh, yeah we i need the clock to start please yeah 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 i can't i can't just do like er? some of us hypothetically can't just do regular pot though yeah yeah you need like mids I need I need science pot. Oh yeah, some people you, you need, need rapper weed. Other certain people, hypothetical people, need like a controlled high. Yeah, like for example, a, a, a vape cartridge, mm-hmm. just as a, a hypothetical example for some other person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like it's a specific strain. It yeah. lasts an hour, which yeah. is very comforting to know that you won't be high for nine hours, feeling yeah. absolutely terrible. Like I'm just saying, there are there are real you know like m- m- mental health reasons that people just can't smoke like the weed that you plan to grow in your basement. I plan to grow a, a wide variety, a, a veritable cornucopia. Of but you herbs. can't make weed that mm-hmm. only lasts 45 minutes. Watch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be the best cook. I'm gonna use the periodic table. I'm gonna the periodic table out on these these bitch asses. <laughs> All right, staying on the uh, the drug beat. Uh, for another moment, um, uh, the Times Union asks, is New York on track to legalize magic mushrooms? Yes. Yeah. I hope so. So, um, uh, we, we, we actually pass by this, this company like every day going from, uh, Ironweeds HQ back to, uh, the house, uh, Brittany and I do, is, um, this place called, uh, Collar City Mushrooms. Uh, it's, it, it's, uh, works out of an, out of an old, uh, uh, car garage. And it, um, and then, you know, they, they sell like, uh, culinary mushrooms, right? Yeah. You get, you get like a, a nice lion's shiitake. Mane. Yeah. Lion's mane. Yeah. Uh, I see them at the farmer's market, right? There's, it's, you know, there's like cultivated mushrooms. Um, but they're like, hey, what if we also did the psychoactive ones? And, uh, and so this, this, a uh, very, um, uh, 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 softball, uh, article, which is, I just, it is it is very strange and and I you know social progress I guess mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. like a you know this is the Times Union just regional newspaper that like can't decide if like bail reform was a good idea or not <laughs> right it's just like but you know maybe white people should be allowed to do a bunch of mushrooms every once in a while you know because here you have uh, um these uh New York uh police officers and, um and military veterans who uh correctly identify that mushrooms are good for them and there uh, like there is lots of robust scientifically peer-reviewed studies that show that mushrooms when taken uh in conjunction with therapy and a bunch of other stuff you know is good for ptsd uh and it's cool that the people that uh get to um 
do a civil asset forfeiture on you and take all your stuff, uh, uh, get to keep these mushrooms and make themselves healthy and everyone else goes to jail. So, um, uh, uh, for, what's good for the goose is yeah. not in fact Go, good for the gander. The, the gander goes to jail. Put your hands yeah. up and yeah. get on the ground. Yeah. Honk. Uh, <laughs> Honk is a racist dog whistle. We can't. What? The, the... Against Canadians? Against Canadian geese? <laughs> Hey, listen, peace no, is never an option. No, the cl- the clown friends. Never mind. We should do a bonus episode on the clown friends. Clown friends. The I'm intrigued. That sounds terrifying. Okay. Um, so um, here, from the article. In New York, there is a robust whisper network on how to obtain and use the drug in the law enforcement, military, veteran communities, which deal with high rates of post-traumatic stress disorder, according to one retired law enforcement officer from a suburb of Albany who spoke on condition of anonymity. So that officer... Uh, uh, was among those who responded to uh, the 2011 uh, terror attacks. Have you guys heard of these? Thanks, 2000, George Bush. 2011 terror attacks? Uh, uh, sorry, September 11th, 2001 terror attacks. I don't know if you know. September yeah, yeah. 11th. Yeah, you said you'd never Wait, wait, wait. Wait. I think yeah. I may have forgotten Uh-oh. about... They said it would, it. it would never happen. I'm pretty sure something <laughs> happened in Cuba on that day. Is that right? <laughs> well, there, uh, I, I think you might be confused it with Chile in 1973. It was September 11th. Something bad happened there, too. Or, um, oh, right, yeah. yes. Benghazi. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yes. Uh, so many, he, many such cases. Many, many. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he said uh, he believes that microdosing psilocybin has helped him break through his PTSD while also improving his memory and the function of his smoke-damaged lungs. I'm not sure about that last one. That sounds like made up, uh, not real. Yeah, I, 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 I believe that there are a ton of things that psilocybin mushrooms can do to improve someone's life I, in the name it, magic it, there, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um he says i'm not edgy anymore i'm not distracted i'm not distancing myself he doesn't even have hair balanced. over one of his eyes anymore he's not doesn't make dead baby jokes yeah <laughs> that's in his past uh yeah uh, um uh, uh, this article reminds us that psilocybin is still a uh, scheduled one uh, narcotic uh, and uh, which all of these uh, cops with PTSD will put you in jail for having um, felonious activity yeah uh, and Oregon in 2020 became the first state to decriminalize um, <laughs> this article called they're, they're like looking for different terms to like switch it up and mm-hmm. so here they, they say <laughs> they say magic fungi all right. I, I, I like magic fun guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's nice. That's... Every, everyone needs a magic fun guy in their life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone does a little, couple magic tricks, but isn't weird about it. You know, it's good. Uh, and apparently there Illusions. are <laughs> <laughs> And apparently there are two decriminalization bills in the state assembly floating around, but they need a senate sponsor. Uh, good luck with that. Yeah. So, Assemblyman John McDonald, that's our uh, yes. assembly member, um, he, he, he is technically a pharmacist, which I'm learning for the first time right now on air. Uh, <laughs> I, di- I didn't know he did anything. I, th- um, um, uh, but he, he signed on to uh, one of the bills uh, for psilocybin research. Nice. So, uh, particularly in areas of depression, it's had some significant positive results. There's, there have been some negative, too. But it's something that merits study and consideration. Well, fuck yeah. I always feel like with, you know, like mushrooms can be a pretty dangerous drug depending on your mental state and what mm-hmm. you got going on elsewise in your life. But like, 
even then, I think about how dangerous alcohol is, and it's incredible to me that a fungus that grows out of the dirt that helps you understand God is illegal (laughs) and alcohol, which destroys your organs and causes people to like crash into schoolyards. No, that's illegal. That's that's, that's legal. uh, That's totally fine. Makes you believe that your wife's a fucking bitch. Uh, yeah, I should say that the reason that uh, we mentioned Collar City Mushroom at all is because they had some sort of event uh, on psilocybin mushrooms that was very well attended. So that, yeah. that that's the that's the the hook in that story. Hell yeah! Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I shout I, out to Avery. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope that um that the, that that this does catch on. It's uh it se- it does seem very very uh uh, uh promising. Yeah, I mean. I'd be set up to maybe make the most amount of psilocybin in New York State, like through my job. Oh right, yeah, yeah. 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 I was always like, "How big is your basement?" <laughs> <laughs> but like right now, we're we're, we're uh, growing um, like uh, food mushrooms, uh, specifically like a strain of oyster. Um, and uh, but we could grow psilocybin probably in like big old aerial sheets, likely. I, I stand ready to. Uh lead the marketing department for that uh, <laughs> magic activated. bacon yeah yeah uh, yeah uh, I, i'm ready <laughs> put me in coach <laughs> yeah all right so um so yeah two uh wonderful stories about um the uneven legality of drugs that don't hurt anybody yeah <sighs> uh 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 and uh, you know and like New York's headed in the right direction. They might be dragging their feet and opening themselves up for basically getting kneecapped by like a bunch of, you know, like angry outsiders, but um, they're making progress. So keep going. Yeah. Carry on. Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> Excelsior to getting fucked up on a Sunday. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ready for. For a wildflower? Oh, yeah. I was born ready, baby. F- we should start calling these, like, like wild feathers or something. I feel like we do a lot of stuff around, like, <laughs> A lot birds. of avian. Uh, avian yeah. uh, birds you know, are cool. That's, they really you know? are. And they're, and they're essential to, you know, the biodiversity of the planet. For and, sure, yeah. And despite what uh, a hipster might tell you, they are totally real. Yes. They're extremely, extremely real. Birds, well, they're real, but real. that doesn't mean they weren't made by the government to surveil us. <laughs> right. But... Well, anyway, here comes more of them. Uh, uh, this is from the Audubon Society. Uh, like finding a unicorn, researchers rediscover uh, a someone that can be a third in their polycule. No. Um, uh, re- researchers discover the black-naped pheasant pigeon, a bird lost to science for 140 years. Man, science has been out here looking for 140 years. For this black-naped pheasant. And all of a sudden... I would like a different name for it because it, it just feels just a little too easy to say something bad while saying that name. I don't uh, know. I just, I, well, yeah. They call it the pheasant pigeon. Yes. I like, so, f- yeah, well, let's, let's go with pheasant pigeon. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the, the, the thing begins with, you know, like, you know, setting, setting the, the tone of the piece, you know, like we're in the, the jungles of the East coast of Papua New Guinea. Ooh, very, very, uh, uh very wilderness exotic. and yeah. exotic. Yeah. And then, That's a pet name for my my wife, by the way. My little Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. 
uh, focus, focus. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, in the uh, the cross, the cross, the, so they cross rivers that roared through canyons cloaked in tropical forest and endured bloodthirsty mosquitoes and leeches, all in search of something that probably didn't exist. That's dumb. Uh, oh no! Okay, no, it's it's actually. Where's it's your good. sense of adventure, yeah, no, adventure yeah, no, it's, David? That's lit. Jeez. No, it's good. That, that's it's, a once in a time opportunity. Yeah, that's good. That this happens. All right. So, um, winded from a climb, he plopped down. Who is this person that we're talking about? Who cares? Um, <laughs> plopped down uh, on a lush hillside to catch his breath and began looking through images on the camera traps he had just collected. Man, you don't know, man. You're in. You're in Papua New Guinea. Stay in the moment. Don't look at yeah, your phone. Yeah, don't look at yeah, don't, <laughs> don't look, look at phones and cameras oh, and stuff. I like the word camera trap. Yeah. Every camera is a camera trap. <laughs> <laughs> uh so, so images um he's collected not expecting to find anything. Quote, suddenly I was confronted with this image of what at the time felt like a mythical creature. It was a without ex- yeah. <laughs> It was without exaggeration. The most surreal moment of my life, and he is looking at what I a pheasant pigeon, <laughs> which is yeah. which is aptly named because it really just kind of looks like a pheasant. Can we see one of these pheasant pigeons? That is also kind of like a pigeon. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here's the. This is what he saw. This is the camera. All right, and we're gonna okay. get Britney's live. Prepare for, prepare for the most surreal moment of your life. I, I don't know if I can, okay, but yeah, ready? let's do it. Let's do it. Here it is. Wow. It's it's a beautiful bird. What are you looking at? A pheasant Descri- pigeon. Des- describe it. Uh, it's got a black back and kind of a dark bluish underbelly and tail and head, and it looks like a boring pheasant. Yeah, that's that sounds about accurate. Yeah, yeah. It's got the head of a pigeon. Yeah, and it's got the tail of a, a pheasant, and it's got the back of a fox. Yeah, but none of the interesting like markings of a pheasant. Yeah, or yeah. a pigeon, frankly. It's yeah. a, it's kind of. It looks pretty cool. It's underwhelming. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's it's an interesting bird, but you know, it's, pretty surreal. It's, maybe, maybe not the most surreal I don't, moment of my life. But I then don't again, find it to be at all surreal. But <laughs> I also don't. Uh, are you, you know, avid- come to the photo believing that this is an extinct animal? So you know, that's true. Let's see, um, I lack the perspective. Yeah. You might say you are an avid birder, though, right? I do love birding. Yeah. I, we we just bought a bunch of peanuts. I'm going to make the crows, my friends. That's my goal for the winter. Hell yeah. Give them an engineering problem to solve. Okay. Yeah. They can't resist it. <laughs> uh, one of the expedition co-leaders uh, said upon first seeing the photo, tons of mixed emotions. Everything from solemn relief of burden to fist pumping and screaming. Wow. Yeah. That's so many emotions. Uh, yep. Uh, sustaining the long-lost species will require learning more about its behavior and population status and launching conservation efforts to protect its habitat, all with Ferguson Island residents in a leading role. Uh, That's one of the islands that that they found this thing. Uh, Knowing what we know about bird extinction and conservation on islands around the world, we can expect that the combination of logging and introduced species, especially introduced mammals, is going to have an impact. This land and the fate of any conservation work that happens on this land is completely up to the communities that live there and own the land. Uh, I'm going to guess probably not. (laughs) I'm going to guess that that's not going to be how this uh, um, pans out. Yeah. But um, it'd be cool if it did, if like, you know, these uh, these, uh, 
you know, people in New Guinea get to, like, say how to save this rare um, pigeon-looking thing. Uh, that would be that would be important to me, but uh, I don't think so. Experts, ornithologists, should decide that because they are bird scientists. I don't understand why a lay person would be the best person to decide how to save a species from extinction. Yeah, David, you got to trust the science. Uh, well, I mean, like maybe like they're friends. No, I'm just kidding. I'm with David on this. All power to the communities. Well, but unless, well, but, here, but no, but Brittany's also right that like a lot of local communities would be like, yeah, I, I won't be like, eat it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like some, some no, people, I don't want to bring my cats inside. Yeah. My cat should be able to roam wherever it wants, even if it is causing the extinction of a species. Yeah. Oh shit, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is that, that's the thing? Is that like it, Westerners love to think that I'm not accusing you of anything, Chris? But right? But like the, what? Uh, I just as no, a, honestly, as, I am accountable for all. Of yeah, it is your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. It's your fault. Specifically, Chris's right. fault. Yeah, uh, Chris, could you please apologize real fast? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, like we, we do i think in america in the west whatever whatever label f- you fucking you want to use right like we love to think that like no we're the weirdos with like weird neighbors that have esoteric beliefs about like whether or not like you know uh the gra- the mulch that you use on your lawn is is good or bad for the planet and just like a whole bunch of dumb weird beliefs and stuff like that but then like people who live in new guinea are like oh man the community they're the ones that are going to <laughs> going to make this this pheasant this pigeon pheasant like take really take off when like they're it's all the same they're every all humans are just a bunch of weirdos they're all weirdos and like you're just gonna have like a bunch of other people that are like no i like my job is logging like i have a logging company and like they're part of this community too and they're gonna have a say in whether or not this fucking pigeon pheasant lives or dies like but also like if we were to go to like your average you know community of people and be like all right we just found a species that we thought was extinct but now we're discovering that it's still around a little bit what should we do what the fuck i i don't i'm trying to imagine if somebody asked me that like (laughs) hey just so you know the uh the 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 tufted titmouse is which has been on the brink of extinction we you know we just found out that we what should we do to save them i don't don't know i don't know that is your that is a hundred percent your lane and i'm gonna let you drive in it king like i just don't i don't understand why you would think lay people are the right people to save a bird but you you could be the birder capital of the world think of the tourist opportunities that that is really the only way to make a community get behind this i don't know maybe i'm just a colonizer who thinks that you know like uh uh, indigenous knowledge is not real or something but i'm just saying if you have a bunch of ornithologists around maybe give them the lead on how to save the 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 homely bird (laughs) i think it's beautiful all right i've I've seen better (laughs) it's no tufted titmouse i'll tell you that (laughs) can you imagine if albany did have like we discovered a like like a highly endangered bird that's endemic indigenous only to like the albany area yeah we would fucking kill it instantly like (laughs) we do we do have a rising population of bald eagles yeah and that's because of for one thing it being the national bird and so it'd be super embarrassing if we fucked that (laughs) which it's fun It, it is interesting to see like how fast we fix that problem because uh you know thanksgiving just finished i hope everyone had a lovely thanksgiving 
Uh, and and in Brittany and I, in our household, Thanksgiving means Adam's family values. We watch yeah. that oh, yeah. movie. Always, yeah. always. Yeah. yeah. And Classic. in that movie, Pugsley shoots a bald eagle with a, a bow and arrow. Which is very cool. <laughs> you know, and, and, and great, great Foley effects, right? Like, <laughs> Even though that's not what bald eagles no, sound like. No. Yeah, the, I'm going to insert an actual bald eagle sound right here. Yeah. Not that impressive. So majestic. <laughs> uh, movies, they always uh, trade them for hawk screws. They do, yes. Right. Red-tailed yeah. hawks. Yeah. hawks. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, 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 and the, the camp counselor goes, it's an American bald eagle. Aren't those extinct? And Wednesday goes, they are now. Ooh. With this, that was like as if that was the last one, and like that was in the nineties. That was like the early nineties, yeah. and like now they're they're like I think protected. They're not endangered yep. anymore. I think they're, they're like not barely even close protected. To, yeah, no, yeah. they're like everywhere. They're Basically, fucking... if you shoot a bald eagle, you've um, uh, assaulted a police officer. Yeah, and yeah. you go straight <laughs> to jail. Yeah, maximum security. Yeah, but I mean, like yeah, short of like ma- of like enrolling an endangered animal in the jingoism of the United States. Like you're just, you're going to kill that, that animal. Yeah. Like that animal is going to die, but hopefully, uh, the, the, uh, everyone in, in Papua New Guinea is, is less stupid about birds. You know, I mean, I, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think we can trust that they are. Yeah. I, I hope so. It's a low bar. It is. It's an exceptionally to... low bar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you might also be able to like like if you made like maybe like an internet uh, poll to n- rename the bird and it gets called like Birdie McBirdface, what epic bacon Elon Musk for president like <laughs> like like that if you name the bird that then like at least in the United States people are like oh it's a it's it's the bird from the internet protected at all costs because it's it's a it's funny and at least they'll they'll keep it alive for like a week i don't know maybe i feel donate like a couple a couple bucks i feel like a bunch of like you know le epic uh teens would like catch them and like take pictures with them and do, do TikToks TikTok, with yeah, them and yeah. you know yeah some of the kids aren't all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point hopefully they don't have TikTok uh a TikTok epidemic in papua new guinea yeah yeah all right well that was your wildflowers yeah we've, we've, there's a new bird that's new bird. the same as the old no, it's bird, an old bird. <laughs> It's a, it's a really old bird that we thought was dead, but it's not. Uh, try again. Uh, oh, uh, that's goodness. what we got. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Ernie Lazar is out now. And thanks to our new Fuck patrons. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the club. And thank you very much. We're grateful to have you. That song? fucking rules <laughs> that we put at the end oh yeah the, the Ernie disco Lazar song, disco yeah, yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. yeah that shit is that good. song was eight minutes yeah. i had, yeah, you to, had to do cut, a fade you out had to cut it back. Yeah. eventually i was like i don't know if people are gonna listen to this for eight minutes but yeah no it's 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 ernie's it's in killer. the ernie's in the recording studio be like no leave it in the whole thing the whole fucking thing you don't fucking touch this it's all gold it's all solid gold i'm telling you and he was right he was right he, he was, was right. right just as right as he was about what documents to to foyer to yeah. yeah he's got a what good a legend yeah good gut instincts on that guy yep
Um, I'm going to try to get better about posting to our socials, particularly Instagram, as I become more of an Instagram poster. Um, oh, shit. So, yeah. Yeah. So keep and also, you do that. such great episode art. Yeah. Like, every episode could be a post. I do work hard on the art. I do work hard on the art. Yeah. Um, she graphic design is my passion. The, <laughs> the the last one was pretty good. I was pretty happy with the last one. Fuck yeah. Uh yeah. So anyway, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Iron Reads Pod. And on Instagram. Iron Reads Pod. And shoot us an email. We love hearing from you at Iron Reads Pod. At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs>